today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. According to a new forum research poll, the provincial approval rating for Kathleen Wynne is low and actually so low, it actually puts the Conservatives into, quote, supermajority territory. I've never heard the term supermajority now, but everything seems to be super lightly, so why can't a majority? Uh, to talk more about all of this, Peter Grave is with us, polit- uh, professor of political science, McMaster University. He is with us now. Hello, Peter. How are you today? Great, thanks. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this. Obviously, poll ratings uh, showing Kathleen Wynne in a decline. Surprised with this? And does it matter if we're so far out, or is this something to be concerned about, do you think? Uh, well, obviously, for the Liberals, it's something to be concerned about. Uh, I don't think it surprises many people. I mean, her uh, popularity rating last time they did this poll was 15% of people who thought she was doing a good job. This time it's down to 14%, which is really the same thing statistically. Uh, and I don't think it surprises us because uh, certainly when I go around, I don't hear many people talking about what a wonderful Premier Kathleen Wynne is. It's often the opposite. Um, recently came out and announced the um, electric, electricity situation system, whatever you want to call it, um, is a mistake, was a mistake. Uh, how do people react to that? Does that play well? Uh, people get give her sympathy for that? Or does it work the opposite? Uh, I think apologies work uh, when people uh, have some sympathy for the person making the apology. I think it's hard in this case where Kathleen Wynne has had a very hard time connecting with Ontarians. Uh, I mean, when she says she's uh, uh, sorry, I mean, it's kind of a sorry, not sorry, I think, for a lot of people. It's not uh, clear to them that it's anything other than just the latest bit of political, you know, sort of cynical political positioning trying to put this issue behind her. And I I think that reflects in the fact that it hasn't played that well. I mean, there are times and places where politicians admit mistakes and people are willing to accept it because it either seems genuine uh, or they're willing to give that person the benefit of the doubt. How about the fact that she didn't really, like she said it was a mistake, but didn't really offer an, a, a solution or, or any way out of it or any indication that she was changing her direction in any way? Is it, is, it, is it worth it to waste an apology or a mistake like this and then not have something, a plan B, to, to, to carry the message forward in a more positive tone? Yeah, I mean, this whole file has been a bit surprising. Uh, I mean, clearly, these things are things that you think the politicians can see coming. And you would have thought that rather than trying to fight it in these really small ways, by first, uh, you know, taking the HST off a piece of the bill, and then uh, now an apology. But I mean, in no way really changing the narrative about it. Uh, I'm surprised she hasn't tried something else, uh, you know, for instance, to say, look, no, we did these investments to make sure that the energy is there for you, you know, when it's 20 below and you need your uh, furnace to be working, uh, we made sure that the electricity system was there for you, or what have you, by inve- you know, investing in new transmission lines and so forth. I mean, uh, there's a different uh, story she could have been telling. Might not have necessarily convinced uh, all of Ontario, but uh, might have at least taken some of the sting out of it. But the sort of steps she's taken have been ones that in many ways have just acknowledged that, yeah, she made a mistake, and, and they aren't ones that are going to make people say, well, maybe we should cut her some slack. So it's it's that she hasn't really been able to provide a different vision of what the government was up to and why that might be important to Ontarians. Um, By not offering a solution, does it send the message that she really doesn't believe it's as serious as it is and it's more lip service than anything? Uh, Yeah, I guess it could do that. I mean, again, uh, with these things uh, like hydro rates, I mean, a lot of it is tied up uh, in sort of long-term decisions about investments uh, in uh, in the transmission system and in generation. 
And there's not really a lot of wiggle room for any politician to move on. And so you'd think you would try to get beyond a very narrow cost and, uh, you know, dollars and cents thing and try and sell it in a different way. Uh, but, I mean, it's a government that has really been mired uh, in being unable to give Ontarians much of, of a new vision. I mean, we remember that they prorogued at the beginning of the fall so they could have a new throne speech. Uh, I had to go back today and look and see what they said in it because I had forgotten mm. what this government was trying to do. I mean... They've been hit with the Glen Tebow things, they've been hit with the cash for access things, they've been hit with the hydro things. Uh, there's been no real offense, if you like, in terms of them setting out a vision of what they're trying to do. So, I mean, despite, you know, Ontario's economic growth being better than it has been for a while, people don't really feel like they're seeing it. And uh, I don't think the government has been very successful in selling its sort of headline uh, moves around uh, economic growth, such as investing in infrastructure, uh, or training for young people. And those kinds of issues uh, have been really absent from the public sphere, and I think it contributes to people's disappointment with the government because they don't actually get a sense that they're, they're moving forward on, on much of interest to them. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.